Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious or just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Please hold for an important message. Hey, you freak Sarah Adams. I can't get to my phone right now, so just leave me a quick message. And I'll give you a call back as soon as I can. Thanks. Sarah, I just want to call and tell you that you are completely unhinged on the Unstable Topics threads account, and I am here for it. I appreciate it. I hope more people follow Unstable Topics on Threads because I'm really I'm really banking on this being the platform that we become influencers on. And I am ready for sponsorships, I'm ready for all of that. And so you just keep you keep interacting with accounts in your completely wild and crazy way, and I will be here watching and liking. End of message. Your episode of Unstable Topics will be starting in three. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. So recently, um, this isn't unstable. This is actually very stable. But the story I'm going to get to, it reminded me of unstable. I will be the judge of that. I will be the judge. So my brother recently proposed to his girlfriend, Melissa, who was just delightful. And she said yes. So it's very exciting. So that's not unstable. That's fantastic. But he took a lot of time and preparation into making sure it was this beautiful moment for her, which was commendable and awesome. And it reminded me that my own proposal was very unstable because Jamie Adams, who I love dearly, spent a lot of time thinking about how he was going to propose, similar to my younger brother, (laughs) except I uh, buffed it up. So of course course I did. It was a Thursday and we were working Twilight Tunes and it was, it was just a normal day. And we go back to the athletic center where he is working. And it was before Apogee Stadium was built. So there was an old golf course there. And randomly he says, Hey, you want to go hit some golf balls? I'm like, no, I don't feel like hitting golf balls. He goes, you sure? No, I, you sure you want to go? I don't golf. I don't golf. I mean, I, we've, our first date was hitting golf balls. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't, I was, I have you now. I don't have to try and impress you by <laughs> pretending that I want to go hit golf balls. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. It's like, okay. Uh, you know, it would be nice if we went to go hit golf balls. I'm like, no, I don't want to hit golf balls. He goes, well, you know, Hank wanted to go play golf. And so I thought, I go, Jamie, what, what are you going to propose or something? And he, the look on his face, he just smiled. And I'm like, oh, no, he was going to propose. And he goes, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I just want to hit golf balls. And so he drops me off at my car. And I'm living in 
in the Carrollton area. I drive home and the time it gets me from Apogee Stadium, where it is now, to my apartment, I've convinced myself it was all in my head. Sidebar, when Jamie and I were talking about marriage, I clearly told him, I do not want you to propose in my apartment. I don't want I don't want you to propose in my apartment. <laughs> don't want it to be here. So he comes over later and he has like a cooler and all this stuff and I'm washing dishes or something. He goes, hey, do you want to know I want you to go hit golf balls? I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, well, I wanted you to find this. And I unwrap it and it's this picture of us that I love. I'm like, oh, cool. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, and then I wanted you to find this. So I'm like, okay. Again, still like convinced myself. You've yeah, you've moved I've on. I've moved on because we're in my apartment now. Right. And you're like, this is could not happen here. Could not happen here. That's the one rule. The one rule. And uh, it's a bigger gift at this point. And so I un- I wrap it, unwrap it, and it's a frame. And the picture has a really big mat around it. And the picture is of my oh. ring. And then the bottom written on the mat says, will you marry me? And I look at it. And I look at him, I'm like, what? And then he like well, gets down. I guess he gets down on one knee. If he has, I don't remember what happens next. Cause then he's like, I had this thing and da 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 da. And I'm like, yes. But I feel like I was so not convinced that it wasn't going to happen. And before the golfing, I'm like, you know, that feeling of giddiness, something big's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't have it because I'm like, it's, I'm in my apartment. Well, fast forward right. 14 and a half years later, we're still married and I'm telling the story on Unstable Topic. <laughs> so it worked. So it worked. It was totally stable. It worked. It's totally stable. That happened to Kyle too, proposing to me. He took me out to where we had our first date, Chewy's, mm-hmm. and then he asked me to walk the Katy Trail. And I was like, no, I just ate a bunch of queso. I'm wearing jeans. It's 100 degrees. I'm not going for a walk on the Katy Trail. And then- he tried again. He proposed. He was like, oh, maybe I'll propose while she's sleeping, which is not a good idea because I sleepwalk and sleep talk and I punched him. And then and then finally he just because my one rule was like, you can't move in. You can't move in with me until you propose. That was my one rule. Mm-hmm. And so he it's time for him to move in and he has yet to propose to me. And I was like, this is really interesting because I have set this boundary, you know. And then as he is moving his things into my closet, he gets down on one knee and proposes. And he goes, I swear I was planning on doing this before. But you foiled it. <laughs> wow. I didn't know about that. I did not know about that at all, which is hysterical to me. But also very in line with us and who we are. Very in line because we are going to have our own plan of what's going to happen. If that plan is not what we planned, then it is an unstable plan. And we are unstable. I 100%. Um, which reminds me and leads me into this fact, which is very unplanned and very <laughs> unstable, in my opinion. Maggie, are you ready for your fact? I am. Rat kings are real. What? When a group of rats living in close quarters get their tails tangled together, they're called a rat king ew rat king tails mm-hmm. tangled together Much like an engagement ring entangled lives entangled mm-hmm. tails ew mm-hmm. ew no they and they don't ew. die it does not say in this fact whatsoever oh they, so that's how they rule that's how they rule. it's like we've be- okay so they're a rat king 
they are one rat made of many rats because their tails and apparently it says this can happen for many reasons why their tails get tangled together i don't like it well it's a real thing maggie whether you like it or not it's living and existing in this world i don't like it i don't like um i don't like this at all i don't like this fact um i don't like rats i don't like kings i think all those things are bad well i do like facts i like facts i don't like rats and i don't like kings and when you combine them in this way of an entangled tail i cannot I cannot possibly react to this fact. Well, I can't do well, it. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Maggie, let's go ahead and get to this react because oh, I know God. that you're not going to want to hear it, but are you, I know you're not ready to react, so I'm just going to give you your, your react, okay? Okay. 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 If you were a rat king, what would your first order of business be? If I was a rat king, my first order of business would be to get these rats off my tail. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I love that th th you think that we are all the king, but in reality, I am the rat king. <laughs> and then I would untangle their tails and I would say, pay me taxes <laughs> and make me a throne. I am your king now solely me what would you do what would be your first order of business if i was a rat king i don't think it would be much different different from what you suggested like get off me i need my personal space i'm mm -hmm. still ruler i'm just ruling Absolutely. as a dictator and not in a democracy <laughs> get in line my measly rat servants If you thought there could only be one game about celebrities named Jack in a 15-minute weekly podcast, you'd be wrong. F you, Jack. But you are right about one thing. Only one Jack can reign supreme in this next game, the Jack-Off. Sarah, this round of Jack-Off is filled with childish fictional Jacks and one whammy of a scenario, so buckle up. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. In one corner, you have Jack-Jack Parr, the incredible superhero baby from the film The Incredibles. The youngest member of this heroic family, Jack-Jack has at least 17 known superpowers, of which most are controlled by his tumultuous baby emotions. In the other corner, we have Jack, the boy from the 1996 film starring Robin Williams of the same name. This Jack looks like a 40-year-old man despite being only 10 years old as he navigates life at public school after years of being taught at home. Is it too loud in my house filled with real children for you to hear these readings of fictional children? Great. Sarah, if you had to pick between your own child having 17 uncontrollable superhero powers or looking four times as old as he actually is, which one would you pick? And as I was writing this, I was like, I, this is an impossible question. I asked, I know exactly what it is. Oh, pick. really? So quickly? Yeah. yeah, so quickly. I would pick the um, superpowers. Oh. 100%. Have you seen The, the Incredibles? Yeah, I have. I know Jack-Jack is a lot, but I'm already dealing with uh, – What's the word I'm looking for? Sporadic. What am I looking for? What word am I? Outbursts I of superhero powers. Yes, but like randomly. And I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know what's going to come next. I'm already dealing with things like that. 
but that aren't superhero powers. So I'm like, okay, let's just just add it on. At least in this sense, something is coming from it as opposed to just emotion, right? Right. That's fair. The reason I would not pick my child looking like an adult in a classroom is that just has danger written all over it. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. if you see an adult in a group of seven-year-olds and they're playing like hide-and-seek or something you're like that doesn't seem right mm-hmm. you know and then you have the clothing situation because i have two children my lovely little any bird and walter james who are tall and big for their age so i'm already working an uphill battle with getting clothes that fit them and age appropriate right so if i have a five-year-old who looks like a 40-year-old I'm not going to find pants that are durable enough. It's true. You know? It's true. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, I thought this was a hard one because I was like, dang, I don't think that I'd want like when my kids have a tantrum for them to also light things on fire. You know, like that that's was fair. that was a big concern of mine. But I also don't Listen. want my kid to go to school and look like a 40-year-old man and not be able mm-hmm. to connect with his peers. You know, like, I mean, the end of Jack, the movie from 1996, does have a happy ending. But in the moment, it's just so mm-hmm. tragic. It reminds me of Big, too, with Tom Hanks when mm-hmm. he is a grown man. Can we just stop doing movies? I know these were in the times, the before times, where people are like, this is an appropriate scenario especially like when there's a woman like hitting on them you're like no it's really just a child yeah oh oh wait okay quick aside i recently watched blank check yes and i was like this is gonna be so great my kids are gonna love it and in it there's a grown woman fbi agent who goes on a date with this child and gives him a kiss at the end and i'm like i was like what have i done why have i put this in front of my kids why did anyone think this is like funny I have no idea. And it's not even a child in a man's body. It's an actual child. That's an actual child. I can see how it would be confusing if a child was in a man's body. But I'm like, this is not no, no, this is not appropriate. Even like Sandlot, when he kisses or when he makes the lifeguard kiss him because she thinks or, you know, like give him mouth to mouth and then he kisses her. I'm like, that is also not appropriate. <laughs> That's also not. What is this 90s? It's just like full of inappropriate. How did we how did we get out of that? Well, Maggie, I just want to say we do have a podcast called Unstable Topics. So I think it all connects together. Ding, ding, ding. Looks like we have a jack-off winner. Congratulations to Jack on his victory. Hey, Maggie. Hey, Sarah. Are you ready for a fact? Oh, my gosh. I am so ready. The Vent Haven Museum houses vintage ventriloquist let's see if I can say ventriloquist dummies in fact this museum in Kentucky houses over 900 ventriloquist dolls and other pieces such as photographs and replicas can I ask you a question Sarah love it yes I love a follow-up when you were picking these facts about hundreds of ventriloquist dolls and rats with their tails tangled up <laughs> Were you just trying to make me feel really heebie-jeebie? You know, I did Google my that my the way I Google for facts, and my, I always have like a um, descriptor fact that I want to get. Like maybe I want a sports fact, or maybe I want a food or health. For this one, I put in scary facts, 
And I actually <laughs> deleted a couple that I thought were too scary because I'm like, I'm going to hold on to these for like a... Well, if I didn't peg you for that, if I didn't know that you were finding the creepiest facts, because let's talk about, let's talk about where we've moved on past like, rats. I don't have to ever bring that up again. But let's talk about a bunch of ventriloquist dolls staring at not you. Not a bunch. Not a bunch. 900. Yeah. And in, there's a photo. No. And the photo is of this woman, mm-hmm. like, with her head popping out behind, like, dozens of these of the same looking one too you know what i'm talking about the the boy one with the hair and the eyes and nope nope not not here for it i don't think i i mean i guess i understand the idea of like how a ventriloquist doll like it's impressive right Mm -hmm. but when they are not in the middle of a show they are by far the creepiest prop oh by far a hundred percent a hundred percent i don't think there is that house this museum I, I it says it's a museum but i have this sneaky suspicion it's a house mm-hmm. you know right. it's in kentucky no offense to kentucky but but we get it's it a house. right we, we get, get it. it yeah and so at night i'm assuming there's someone that lives in this house oh. with these 900 ventrilo- ventriloquist dolls they all they have they get up and walk around i mean we know this yeah they for sure are walking around or the person who's there is putting their hand in all of those ventriloquist dolls and making them talk, Ugh. which is also upsetting. Have you been to, speaking of museums in houses, have you been to the Cockroach Museum in Plano, Texas? Okay. One, no. Two, why? Well, why? It's you not. You know my history of cockroaches. <laughs> I know. Why would. I know. Well, it's not like a museum like you're thinking. It is just a small shop in a plaza. And it's not cockroaches like you're thinking. It's cockroaches decorated and put into little scenarios, <laughs> like a little cockroach on the beach sipping a pina colada. Or, oh, look, this cockroach is a firefighter, and he's got a little firefighter hat on, fireman mm-hmm. hat on. So is it supposed to create empathy for me for the cockroach? No. I'll tell you what, it doesn't. No, I think it's an advertising. I think that the storefront is actually for like an exterminator business. Oh, that's smart. But they call it the Cockroach Museum. And so I think it's like, oh, you know, building some press. And then also we will exterminate these roaches from your home and put them in our museum. Look, it's like a full circle. We use use all of them. Uh, Smart on their part. But who's the intern that had to put these cockroaches? You know, because you know it's not anybody in upper management doing that. Or is it's the person who runs the museum, you know, just like the lady in the house with the ventriloquist dolls. She's mm-hmm. like putting together all these heads. And so the person who's like, I have an idea for a museum. It's a cockroach museum. Well, Maggie, I have a react for you about being a ventriloquist. Um, are you ready to react? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I don't know how you're going to take this, but we'll just see what happens. So would you rather be the ventriloquist or the dummy? Absolutely the ventriloquist. What? Would you pick the dummy? I might if I'm living in a house like with 900 of my best friends. Well, I think that would be the dummy answer to do that. Wow. Not, I mean, because I know that you would really choose to be the ventriloquist. No, I don't want someone's hand up me. I don't want someone talking for me. I don't want to just be like put on a shelf in some house in Kentucky. Like, no, I want to be the ventriloquist who can walk around, put on a show, put it to bed, go on with my life. That's it for this episode. Wasn't that fun? 
Now it's time for you to subscribe and follow. And share this episode with a friend. Ooh, maybe even your bestie. Find us everywhere online at Unstable Topics. And for more antics, visit us at The Monthly Junk. Bye. Bye. Peace.